Boker Tov. So we said that the we've mentioned many times that tefillah, when we say tefillah and chazal, it refers to Shmonesre, right? Tefillah, chazal, the way chazal would refer to Shmonesre is the tefillah. All the other things came or come secondary to Shmonesre. All the other tefillot, the brachot, psuke de zimra, and so on. So it's important to focus on Shmonesre because it's kind of the the pinnacle. It's the you know, everything leads up to it. And as we know, when we stand during Shmonesra and we daven, um, it's really the, you know, this is your davening, right? If, if you want to have like a good davening, it's, it's having a good Shmonesra, right? It's not something that could be, you know, that's simple. Shmonesra is not a simple thing. It's not easy to have kavana throughout the entire Shmonesrei or understand everything that we're saying. But we know that if you, you, know, if you have a certain mindset and, and if you build it up throughout the beginning of davening, where you say the brachos, and then you say psuke de zimra, and then you say brachot kriyat shma, and then you say kriyat shma, and then you finally come to davening, and if you have somewhat of a you know, somewhat of kavana throughout that process, then you get to da- you get to Shmonesra and you already have, you know, you're already in, you're already at, at a certain level which you weren't when you started davening. Okay, so you're already at a certain place. Um, now, take a backtrack a little bit. You know, I think one of the challenges that we have to even really davening to really kind of like letting loose of ourselves and, and just, you know, totally engaging in tefillah, is that we know that we are sinners. We all sin, right? We're not perfect human beings. We don't keep all the mitzvot. We're not always careful about all the mitzvot that we should be careful about. And it's almost like in the back of our minds, whether it's conscious, subconsciously, we think to ourselves, wait a second, like, who am I to daven, Right? Why would God even want to answer my prayers? Why is it, you know, why is it okay for me to ask God for something when I just totally don't think about Him when I should be, right? When, if I am barely, you know, careful about Shabbos or, or careful about, you know, things that I really should be careful about, then who am I to ask God for anything? And why would He even want to give it to me, right? I think that's, you know... I think that's a big challenge uh, that we have for David. And the answer is, is that yes, even a sinner can pray. Right? There's nothing, nothing holding you back. And the idea of a... Good morning. The idea of, um, of a sinner praying is based on the fact that you do tshuva. Right? So it's not saying that, oh yeah, I, let's, say, let's take for example someone who has a hard time right, keeping Shabbat. And he says, oh, you know, I don't care about it. I don't want to keep Shabbat. But you know what, I'm really going to daven now. Right? Then obviously, like, then your davening is, is a little silly. Right? Because what does is, what is da- like, asking God for something mean when you say, well, I don't really care about you. I don't care about you fully because I'm not willing to commit to that. But I really want this. So help me out. But it's not how it works. So the way for someone to daven is to say, well, you know what, God? 
I really feel, you know, bad, or at least I, I want to feel bad about the things that I'm not perfect about. And, and the truth is, is that I know that ideally where I want to be is I want to be able to say that I, want, that, that I keep Shabbos, and I want to be able to say that I keep all the mitzvot, and I want to be able to say that, but I'm not there yet. So help me out here. Right? Because if you show a true desire to be an Ovid Hashem, to serve God and to keep all the mitzvahs, even though you're not there, God doesn't expect us to be perfect. God doesn't expect us to, to, to just be 100% all in all the time. But you can't just say, oh yeah, you know what? I don't care about that. Therefore, you know, I'm just not going to do it. And, you know, but God, please give me this and please give me that. And, and you know, and you're awesome and you're great. Right? It's got to be a two-way street. So, part of the, part of the you know, package of, of the relationship between us and God is that there's this beautiful gift that we have of tshuva, right? Where we can say, I'm sorry, and God will forgive us. And, and that's a, a promise by God. Right? God, God it, it's an amazing thing. Right? We, as human beings, we're not even like that. Or not, not even. But we're not like that as human beings, right? If someone does something really terrible to you, someone stabs you in the back. Not literally, right? Figuratively. You don't want to have anything to do with him for the rest of your life. You know, he could beg and scream for forgiveness, but if he caused you a big loss of, of money or, or something like that, or, or why would you want to have anything to do with this person? He's done wrong to you. He showed he doesn't respect you. He showed he doesn't care about you. Then walk away from me. Never show your face to me again. Right? That's how we understand the world. And God says, and this is how powerful tshuva is, and this is how beautiful this gift is. God says, I'm not like that. God says, you can literally stab me in the back, walk away, totally disregard yourself from knowing me, from knowing God, right? From understanding anything about God. And then come back to me in, in you know, in, in whatever. A day, a week, a year, two years, five years, ten years. It doesn't matter. Come back to me and say, God, I'm so sorry. And you genuinely mean it? I'll take you back. It's unheard of. Right? It's not something that we can really understand. But the fact that we're told this by God is it, just... It, it's such an amazing opportunity. And that's why we have this amazing... And, and that's why tefillah is such a powerful thing because we have it three times a day. And three times a day we could stop and we could say, God, whoever I was an hour ago, that's not who I want to be. And yeah, I, I might be like that in an hour, but it's not who I want to be, ideally. It's not where ideally, like my... If, you can, if I can, you know, push a button, right? And all my temptations will go away and it will just be easy for me then that's where I want to be. Now the challenges in my life, yeah. Therefore it's not easy, therefore I keep on sinning. And, and I feel bad about it. Because it's, it's not where I want to be. And it could be I, I don't even want to want, right? It could be two levels. But the point is, is that I know that this is not the ideal place. And that I think is a place to, to start speaking to God from. Right when you start Shmonesrei, when you say the bracha of Gal Yisrael, say God redeems the Jewish people. 
And then you start the words of Hashem Sfatai Tiftach. And the words of Hashem Sfatai Tiftach are very, very powerful. Right? The literal translation, Stephen, you with us? The literal translation for Hashem Sfatai Tiftach is God, open up my lips. And my mouth shall say, shall speak your praise. Right? Now, it's interesting that that's how we start our tefillah, open up my lips. I will, you know, I need to ask God for that. That's like a simple thing that we do as part of our, as part of our human, right, physical abilities is we can open up our lips. Um, but over here, it's obviously something different, right? It's... First of all, technically speaking, Chazal said this is part of tefillah. Hashem Sfatai Tiftach is part of the tefillah because Chachamim, Chazal, put this pasuk as the Ha'arachat tefillah, like the extension of tefillah. Okay. Now, the, these, the idea is, is that it's, in a sense, it's a recognition. Right? I'm recognizing that ultimately, even the most simple thing in my life, like opening my lips and starting to speak, is given to me by Hashem. Right? It's Hashem Sefatai Tifsach. That's the number one thing for Davin. And this is, this is obviously after we kind of have this, you know, little thought process. And I, and I, I suggest doing this, right? Before you dive into Shemana, think about just for a moment, even for, for a split second, just think about where I really want to be. Again, you want God to, ask, to, to, to listen to you, right? You want to you wanna like ask God for things in your life, and we all do. Right? We all want to have a close relationship with God. Now, we all know that God says no sometimes, and we all know that we don't know what's best for us. And therefore, not everything we ask for is actually good for us. And some things that are bad or that seem bad to us are really good. Right? We all or sort of understand that. But if you want to start asking God for things, you've got to be somewhere and you've got to be in, in, in the vicinity of, of a place where you can say, God, I'm not really who I want to be. I'm not there yet, but I want to be something else. I want to be able to be closer to you. And then you say, Hashem, God, you are the one that can open up my lips. It's all about God. God controls everything. How many times, how many stories do we have to hear about people who just, you know, drop dead? Terrible car accidents, right? Terrible tragedies. You know, it's not... Now again, we don't know. We don't know anything, right? I don't know anything. I don't know things. Why things happen? What God does? What God doesn't do? Uh, we, ultimately, we don't know anything. But understanding that God is the one that controls everything, all our physical abilities, is the almost like the prerequisite to davening. The way Rashi explains this pasuk is, he says, Hashem Sfatai Tiftach, it actually means, forgive me. 
God forgive me. And and the way Rashi explains it is that by using the word the shame of Adoshem, right? Adoshem Sifatah and not Elokim, Adoshem over here is saying, God, have mercy, right? We know Adoshem is a lashon of mercy. God, please forgive me. And that's the first thing that we have to start with. Is forgive me because, right, you know, Lahavdil, right, in uh, you know, we all know this from the movies at the confession booth, right? What what how does the confession start? What's that? Very good. See, someone's holding in confessions, right? Father, forgive me, for I have sinned. Where do you think they got that from? Hashem sefatai tiftach, ufiyagiti yotecha. What? The Torah, right? Hashem sefatai tiftach, ufiyagiti yotecha. It all comes down to God, forgive me. I want to speak your praise. I want to be able to connect. I'm not there yet. I'm not a perfect human being. Right? I'm not where I want to be in terms of my Torah and mitzvot. But there's a want there. And there's somewhere inside of me that wants to be better, wants to be closer, and please forgive me. And this way, of course you're allowed to daven. Of course God wants to listen to you. Right, because that's all the difference in the world. Right? Imagine you don't have that thought. Imagine you don't have you don't feel sorry and you don't feel like you want to be in a better place. And you walk into Davin and you say, Oh, you know, I'm perfect. I'm exactly where I should be, or or you know what, it doesn't even matter. But God, you know what? Give me stuff. Give me give me wisdom. Right? Heal the sick people. Give me money. Help me out. <laughs> Excuse me? Right? Who do you think you are? You're a sinner. How do you dare come and ask me for things without saying I'm sorry? Right? It's like back to the guy who stabbed the other guy in the back and then he walks up and he says, you know what? By the way, do you mind, do you mind like, uh, you know, lending me some money? You just stabbed me in the back. You stole everything I have or whatever it was, right? And you dare come back to me and you don't even say I'm sorry? You don't even show any remorse? Right? You know, again, we have to think of it like that on basic human terms. So, Bezat Hashem, when you go and you daven now, have that thought in mind. And it's a very simple thought because we all know it. You just need to be conscious of it. We all know, yeah, it's the reality. The reality is, is that there ain't tzaddik barits, right? There's no righteous person that doesn't sin. So have that thought in mind, and with that, hopefully, we'll have a better tefillah, and our tefillot should be answered. Have a good day.